0: Mary Jane West was born on August 17th, 1892 in Brooklyn. Mary Jane West was born on August 17th, 1893 in Brooklyn, New York. She actually doesn't have a birth certificate, and there's some confusion on her actual birth date, but the consensus seems to be that she was actually born in 1893. The daughter of a prize fighter and a fashion model, they took to calling baby Mary Jane simply May. May's mother had a feeling about her daughter, and she saw a future for her in entertaining people. She regularly took May to plays and vaudeville performances as a child. Soon after, May, under the stage name Baby May, would be entering amateur nights at theaters. Here's West's friend, director Herbert Kenwith, talking to the Biography Channel about Baby May. I believe she was seven years old. She had entered a contest in Brooklyn... And uh, she had to sing a song. They gave her the words to sing. And unbeknownst to anybody else, she rewrote the words and wrote extra words for herself. She uh, did the number and she won a prize. By the age of 14, May was working in vaudeville professionally. And only four years after that, she made her debut on Broadway. She received good reviews performing both in vaudeville and Broadway shows, while continuing to develop the persona that Mae West would become known for. In 1918, she got her break in the Schubert Brothers' review, Sometime. In it, her character danced the shimmy, a dance that involved shaking her shoulders back and forth and pushing out her chest. It nearly caused a riot. She loved the reaction that got. And that led her to shape her characters even more, often rewriting her dialogue to better suit this persona. Then she started writing her own plays. And that's when things really took off. On April 26th, 1926, Sex premiered at Daly's 63rd Street Theater in New York City. Sex was a comedy drama written by Mae West. In modern times, hearing or seeing the word sex isn't that big of a deal to most people. But nearly a hundred years ago, that was pretty much unheard of. Here's Mae West talking about that with Dick Cavett in 1976. Some
1: of the newspapers wouldn't accept the ad. They put in Mae West in that Satan play. I finished the play, and I, I didn't put my own name on it. I put uh, Jane Mass. Why'd you do that? Well, I didn't want to put... Mae West on it, starring May West, written by May West, May West, May West, too much Mae West.
0: The show received mostly negative reviews from critics, but it played to full houses, and this was during a Broadway slump. It was the only show on Broadway that season to stay open through the summer, let alone into the next year. Then, after running for nearly a year, the NYPD suddenly raided the show, arresting West and some of her cast. She was prosecuted on morals charges, fined $500, and sentenced to 10 days in jail for corrupting the morals of youth. Supposedly, while serving her sentence, she often had dinner with the warden, she was allowed to wear her own silk underwear, and she was let out two days early for good behavior. The publicity that West got out of this was huge, and it only propelled her career further. She continued writing plays... With her productions always came controversy, which led to packed houses. In 1928, her latest play, Diamond Lil, became a Broadway hit, and now Hollywood was calling. Paramount Pictures offered Mae West a contract in 1932 when she was nearly 40 years old, though most people didn't really know her true age at that time. That same year, she made her film debut in Night After Night. Though it was a small role, she was okay with it because they allowed her to rewrite her own lines to fit her performance style.
1: Oh, honey, how's business? Fine. You've lately? Goodness, what beautiful diamond. Goodness had nothing to do with it, dearie.
0: <laughs> a year later, she had her first starring role when her play Diamond Lil was adapted into a film called she Done Him Wrong. Here's Mae West talking again with Dick Cavett about finding the film's co-star.
1: I was in the office at Paramount, and they gave me a large book with a lot of photographs of different leading men. And I was sitting at a table or a desk right near the window in the door. And uh, after I looked at a few, I kind of glanced out the window, and I see this good-looking guy Walk across the street. So I said, uh, "It's about the best looking thing in Hollywood. Who is he?" So they looked and they said, "Oh, that's uh, Cary Grant. We haven't used him in a picture as yet, but we uh, made tests of him with some of the starlets." I said, "Well, if this guy can talk, I'll take him."
0: Despite West's claims, Cary Grant had already appeared in two films by the time *She had Done Him Wrong* was made, but it did boost his career, and the film was nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. By 1935, Mae West was not just the highest-paid woman in the U.S., but was the second-highest-paid person in the U.S. behind publisher William Randolph Hearst. But as Mae West starring in movies became more and more of a big thing, so did censorship. The Motion Picture Code, also known as the Hayes Code, started being more strict and forced many of West's films to be changed or heavily edited. After making The Heats On in 1943... She was so fed up with censorship, she didn't make another movie until 1970. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2.
1: It's time to greet your Team Riley!
0: It's anger! Let me out of! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew, ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello! Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two. We're going rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters. Friday. Get tickets now. By 1943, Mae West was 50 years old. Well, supposedly, anyways. She walked away from films and returned to the stage, even reviving Diamond Lil on Broadway in 1949. In the 1950s, West starred in her own Las Vegas nightclub act at the Sahara Hotel. The show featured a series of sketches and singing while being surrounded by bodybuilders. Singing had long been a part of West's persona, her recording career first started in the 30s with songs from her films being released as 78s. In 1956, she released her first album, The Fabulous May West, on Decca Records.
1: Looked at the clock, the clock struck one Me and my daddy had just begun My man, he rocks me with a steady roll
0: but she wouldn't release another album for 10 more years. In the meantime, she kept her career alive, appearing on television shows like The Red Skelton Show, The Dean Martin Show, and even Mr. Ed. (laughs) After rock and roll had exploded in the late 50s and early 60s, Mae West decided to have a go at it. When she was 73 years old, give or take... In 1966, May West, Way Out West, was released on Tower Records.
1: Come up some time, see me.
0: I should start off by saying that Tower Records was not associated with the old Tower Records store, though that store does actually predate the record label. The Tower Records label was a subsidiary of Capitol Records from 1964 to 1970. They were perhaps best known for the American release of the debut album from Pink Floyd in 1967. Way Out West was a collection of rock and roll songs sung by Mae West, accompanied by a teen rock band called Somebody's Children. They start off the album with Treat Him Right, a cover of Treat Her Right, which was a number two hit for Roy Head and the Traits in 1965.
1: Oh, like I always say, it's not the men in your life that counts, it's the life in your men. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a story Every girl ought to know Oh, if you want a little of it You gotta stop real slow He's gonna love you tonight If you just treat him right
0: Treat Him Right was the B-side to one of the two singles released from this album. The A-side being a cover of the Beatles' Day Tripper, the Beatles version was released as a double A-side single along with We Can Work It Out in 1965. We Can Work It Out went to number one in the U.S., while Day Trooper peaked at number five at the same time. Also, the next year, Mae West would be one of the many celebrities pictured on the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper album.
1: Campaign. I'm a big teaser. I took him half the way there I'm a big cheese. I took him half the way back. i I'm a day trip. I'm day trip. Yeah. It took him a so long to find out. But he found out.
0: Up next is when a man loves a woman a song first made famous by Percy Sledge, also in 1966. A few fun facts about this song. Sledge's version was the first of many number one hits to be recorded in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. In 1991, Michael Bolton recorded the song and his version went to number one, making it the seventh song in history to top the Hot 100 recorded by multiple artists. Mae West did not have the same luck.
1: Oh, I'm gonna tell you a story. About when a man loves a woman oh. When a man loves a woman can't keep his mind on nothing else he tells the world for the good things he's found if she's bad he can't...
0: If you got to go go now is a song written by Bob Dylan from 1964 Manfred Mann had a hit in the U.K. with the song in 1965, while Dylan's never charted. On Way Out West, it's credited simply as If You Gotta Go, which was the B-side to the other single released from this album, a cover of Johnny Kidd and the Pirates "Shaken all over. Here's a little of If You Gotta Go.
1: Listen to me, baby, I'm trying to make you see that I want to be. You boy, if you wanna be with me. But if you gotta go, it's all nice. Right. But if you gotta go, go now, or else you gotta stay all night.
0: The album's backing band, Somebody's Children, children spelled with a Y instead of an I, they were a teen band from Los Angeles, formerly known as the Off Beats. They had released a single on Tower Records. They were led by a 15-year-old David Clark Allen, who even wrote a song for the record called Lover Please Don't Fight. Though for some reason, here he's credited as Alan Terry.
1: 35. Big John should be coming. Come up and see me some other time. When I'm near you.
0: on his website david clark allen spoke of the may west album cover photo shoot he says may west arrived with two semi-nude bodybuilders and played the star to the hilt she was also very friendly signing and giving a personalized copy of the album to each band member Boom Boom was a song written and recorded by blues singer and guitarist John Lee Hooker, who had a hit on both the R&B and pop charts with it in 1962. In 1995, Boom Boom was included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's list of the songs that shaped rock and roll.
1: Boom 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 He likes the way I walk. He likes the way I talk. When I walk that walk and I talk that talk, I knock him out right off of his feet. Come on and shake, shake it, baby, shake it up, baby.
0: Way Out West was actually surprisingly successful, spending five weeks on the Billboard Hot 200 LP chart, peaking at number 116. At the time, West became the oldest woman to ever have a solo album on the Hot 200 chart. But that record was broken in 2011 by Wanda Jackson, who was then 73, with her The Party Ain't Over release. But since we don't have a definitive birth date for Mae West, did you really break it, Wanda? Did you? As I mentioned earlier, in 1970, West made her return to film. She even made another rock and roll album in 1972 called Great Balls of Fire. And that one was produced by Ian Whitcomb, an artist who West covered twice on Way Out West. Here's Whitcomb speaking about West on E's Mysteries and Scandals.
1: I said, Miss West, do you remember your first sexual experience? And she said, oh, yeah, Come on, forget it. She said, well, it was a dream I had, and a bear appeared in the dream, a big bear, and he impregnated me. I said, it must have been really terrible. What a terrible experience to have. How old were you? About 12. How awful. Awful. It was wonderful.
0: So she loved this experience with the bear. You Turn Me On, (parentheses turn-on song, had been released as a single in 1965 for Ian Whitcomb and Bluesville. This probably makes the most sense of any of the song's West covers on the album— a song whose original version Wikipedia describes as being noticeable for Whitcomb's falsetto and orgasmic vocal hook. Here's West's version, credited here simply as, You Turn Me On. producer of Way Out West was David Mallett. David Mallett worked as a co-producer of the ABC musical variety series Shindig. He was also the manager of David Clark Allen and Somebody's Children. David Mallett was only 19 years old when they made this record. This record is, quite literally, a woman in her 70s making a rock and roll album with teenagers. David Mallett and David Allen are also credited as the album's arrangers, alongside Jim Horn. Horn played saxophone in the house band on Shindig. Hang on, a sax player named Horn?
1: That's amazing. That's like an ice cream man named Cone.
0: (laughs) Jim Horn has had a long, successful career, recording or touring with the likes of John Denver, Elton John, and Warren Zevon. He's worked with three-fourths of the Beatles, and he also played on Pet Sounds. He was even a member of the Wrecking Crew. In 1977, he played on an album for Jimmy Thudpucker, a character from Gary Trudeau's comic strip Doonesbury. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums.